0: Hi everybody, it's Joe here, and I'm here with the lovely Lauren Waldman. Lauren, tell us a little bit about where you are and what you do.
1: Well, uh, good morning from Toronto, Canada, Joe. Where it's very reasonable, almost eleven a.m. So. <laughs> I I am Lauren but I'm also the Learning Pirate and the Learning Pirate is my company and it was formed after about 16 years of being in the learning and development profession and then learning about neuroscience and how to bring in the sciences of how we learn and how the brain learns in order to really elevate the experiences that we give to our people.
0: I love that you've said all of that. So, I mean, we're talking ahead of our webinar, our TJ Wow webinar on the 13th of March, which is about neuroscience. What is it that struck you about neuroscience? Why did you stop doing what you were doing and go and study neuroscience?
1: This is a really great question. Um, you know, I, I literally did put a very hard stop after 16 years, and um, you know, I was at a very high level position uh, in my career. And it was actually um, at a conference, and I met my mentor, and she was speaking on neuroscience, and something just clicked. And I think that's that's the beauty about having so many different brains in the world is is you get to learn from them. And once I heard that, you know, it's not that we were doing it wrong; it was just that we could be doing it better. And the science finally was allowing us to do so. And, and that's really what got it for me is um, I love what I do, but I knew I could be doing it better for the people I was doing it for.
0: And I think that really speaks to learning and development as a profession, largely, but yeah. also speaks to what we should be doing in our profession, it's our own professional development on behalf of the people we're working with so that sounds brilliant that you've done that and and tell us a little bit about the research we can use because my column in tj this month is actually citing a lot of people who are saying yeah the neuroscience it isn't there it's great for understanding the brain but it is not going to help the average teacher or trainer in their classroom so you've got a different take on that i think
1: I do. I mean, you know, there's going to be some anytime that there's something new. I mean, when we think about, you know, if we go back into the 1800s when neuroscience back then was just drilling people's heads with holes. <laughs> you know, and you know, and then you, you go even further back and the Egyptians, well, they just they just threw the brains away. So, you know, we've really we've really come to the evolution. But I think because there's it is fairly new and we're still trying to keep up with the research it, there's going to be controversy and that's absolutely valid and, and we should be having those discussions. From my perspective, what the research is showing and why I believe that it is so prevalent to the educational fields right now is it's telling us that everyone literally has you know, essentially the same foundations of the brain. And before as designers, we weren't really thinking about how do I design for that brain to, you know, which part of the brain is activated when I need to teach this, which part of the brain is activated when, you know, if it's something different. And now we're at a stage where we can actually look at those aspects and say, oh, oh, maybe I can design and this will stick a little bit more because of the science that has shown us this is how we can do it.
0: And that sounds really fascinating. But I'll be honest, at the back of my head, I don't know which brain region, but at the back somewhere, is some of the stuff that I've been reading recently, where they're saying, yeah, brain imaging, that's all very well and good. But we can't have brain scans in our classrooms. That's, that's cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help that much. So, Do you have an example or two of something really concrete that I can do tomorrow in my classroom that, that can make that difference just to bring it home to me, just so I understand a bit more?
1: Absolutely. So one of, you know, one of the prevalent um, areas that we've, we've been looking at and the research that I've been doing is around the retention of learning and the retrieval of learning, more importantly, and um, what they've done. And there's been extensive research um, done on this. Uh, Dr. Barbara Oakley from the University of California, she did some brilliant research on, and a seminar on learning how to learn. And what we discovered was that whereas previous and now we're going into, you know, the neuromis previously where we thought oh you know well the brain can take in you know roughly 10 points at a time she was able to prove that wrong so now when we look at our designs we know that it's actually only four four points that we can get in
0: so is this like is this the short term or working memory that we're talking about now or is this something different
1: so you're always going to go when you're looking at the memory aspect of it we're always going to start at the short term so if you if you look at the the memory system as as sort of a treasure map, you know obviously I'm going to use that analogy. If you look at it as your treasure map, and you get on your ship and you've got this wonderful memory that you want to you want to transpire, and the first place that you're going to go to on your journey is to short-term memory. The problem there is that once you get to the island of short-term memory, there's a bunch of zombies that want to take it. So there's your first opportunity for it to go right out the window. So science has taught us that. But then we continue on on our journey. So we sail away and then we go, oh, there's a wonderful island and that's long-term memory. And once we get there, then we find, you know, there's a bunch of sirens there and they want to steal that memory from us as well. So there's that second opportunity for it to go, no, I'm not going to keep that. It's going to go away. So what the science has taught us is that the real success of the retrieval is once we get to the encoding. Once we get past that long-term memory, once we get to the encoding, that's when it's gonna go and put it into our long-term storage memory. And that's where we're able to retrieve it. So the sciences and the neuroscience especially, even though we know that there are multiple areas in the brain where memories are captured, if we look at it as this very simple system while we're designing saying, well, there's two opportunities for this to be completely lost in a short amount of time how do i design so that we can get it to that final you know the final treasure chest in the long-term memory and what are
0: some of those techniques that you've employed in your programs for example
1: um definitely you know when we're when we're looking at And then here's where the memory aspect of things. And if you look, you know, if you look at, I don't want to get too technical, but, you know, within the limbic system, you've got two areas that are really quite close to one another. And that is your hippocampus, where there are a lot of memory storage and your amygdala where your emotional, you know, where your emotional sensors are. So knowing how close those two are, when I go to design something right now, I take those two things into consideration. You know, people develop feelings and those are based on experiences that they have. And for me, learning is a feeling because you get that tingling sensation when you finally understand something like, ah, I get it. (laughs) And we need to tap into that. So one thing that I'll do is when I'm looking at a section of of the module or whatever that I'm looking at, I will say, how do I make an experience that connects with an emotion, which will then transpire into that feeling that they'll want to hold on to?
0: That sounds brilliant I'm, I'm all about the experiences and the learning experience so that sounds wonderful to me and, and are you looking forward she said with a very leading question to <laughs> our TJ WOW webinar and what do you think of the format of it?
1: I am very much looking forward to it. I think, you know, as professionals in the learning scape, um, we shouldn't be competing against one another. We should be sharing and helping one another. So the fact that, you know, and, and I'm so honored to, to be asked to participate because the fact that, you know, I now get exposed to so many more brains and, and you know, I, and I get that exposure and I get to share what I do as well. Um, for me, I think that's wonderful. So that interactivity we just really have to honour the fact that we all carry a universe worth of information in three pounds in our heads. <laughs> and I honour that, so
0: it's wonderful. That's brilliant. And, and we are really honoured that you are, A, getting up really early, but that you are spending some time with us and bringing your expertise for us to discuss with you. So we're looking forward to March 13th and thank you very
1: much my pleasure we'll see you then
0: brilliant so if people want to find you on social media
1: or your website whereabouts is that they can go to www.learningpirate.com and uh, stay tuned because we will have a youtube channel up shortly and that will all be about pirate talks and we would love for everyone to participate
0: (laughs) wonderful thank you so much